0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Wicking Gaming Podcast, and what do you know? It's been a Big Wicking Gaming. I'm Mike for episode 93 on Monday, the 22nd of August, 2022. In this show, we'll be discussing Dead Island 2. It's alive! Woo! Embrace a group who goes on another shopping spree, just like my girlfriend, including Lord of the Rings and Unlimited Run games. I find out if another budget game was worth wasting my coffee money on and Swinney's 16 month wait for a game update is finally over. Alright alright. Are we back on, boys? I really hate the fact that I can never hear the intro song anymore. We've got some weird technical difficulties. Did you shave or is that is that a fake face? I can't hear you. It's a filter. You're on mute. It's a filter. It's Wow, that is an incredibly good filter. You kind of look like, what's his name, Brad Pitt from um, <laughs> Once <laughs> Upon a Time in Hollywood. What a
1: compliment. I'll take yeah, it. Very good. I'll People don't know who I am, though.
0: Whoa, you're into God.
1: Well, you have an intro. I thought in- people know
0: by now. All right, uh, apologies, people. This is Intergod, aka Brett Pitt,
1: aka and what am I on the show?
0: You are Intergod on the show. That's <laughs> that's who you are. You are the the great editor in chief. No, uh, no, he's the producer. He's the producer, man. Executive oh my God. producer. Okay, he's the executive producer. Apologies, everyone. I am sick. I am sick, and I don't just mean in the brain like I usually am. I mean quite physically sick. Uh, reason being that I went down on Swinney, the other guy who's on the podcast. <laughs> And now I am sick with something. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's something. So welcome, I, welcome. Yes. I like
2: the fact that I've got a template for a run sheet and the fact that it doesn't have our like new role intro part that you just, you were just lost. You were <laughs> no, completely lost. Completely like, lost. Yeah, oh, he's it's the editor-in-chief. Uh, <laughs> he hello, hello, hello wonderful people of the
1: internet. Hello, hello, hello,
0: hello. It's good to have you all back. Uh, It's good to see you all again. Apologies, we couldn't do it on Sunday, unfortunately, mostly because I was sick, um, recovering a little bit. Um, I I don't even know how I got it. I I was in the same area as you, Swinny. What did you get? About a week ago. So I don't know. I'm thinking maybe it's something to do with that. Maybe your entire area is diseased. I don't know. I don't... a a weird part of the world.
2: While I was sick last week, I didn't have what you have. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Which
0: is what? Exactly. (laughs) Just he was asking you. Anyways, let's just move on with the show. So, as <laughs> usual, you can find all our links in the description below. Uh, and I believe we got a little bit of hype. Swinney?
2: Yes, I've decided it's time. It's, it's time. It's finally time. What is it time for? to update the Kimco code to your list yes. now a brand now new one I,
1: let's go baby woo. now <laughs> that
2: there are five more games to add into the list so it might be a midweek thing it might be a slow news week thing i don't know when it's gonna happen but it's gonna happen so okay so you're
0: gonna go through the whole list it. again or you're just gonna go and i'm slotting this
2: one here I'm going to get you to do it, Mike. The entire okay. lot, all sure. thirty-seven yeah, um, of them, all forty-two. two. <laughs> <Are you really? laughs> got to play all forty-two games. I think it is in
1: you're, the, in the really next are. week.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ! You want the the Kemco community to gang up and beat me up, don't you? It's the last thing I need. Ugh. Was it about
1: forty hours, Swinny? For, what do you mean, forty hours per game? For what? Per game. Oh, some, park, games, some games, some
2: games are like twenty-five. Average. Some games are forty. Okay, like wow. the game that. I just beat recently was only probably about 25. So. Okay. Oh, yeah,
1: that's not too bad. That's fine. That's yeah. about 1,000 to 1,600 hours. Within one week, Mike.
0: Wow. <laughs> While well, you're sick. So- sounds <laughs> like uh, sounds like a good use of my time. Good use of
2: my time. <laughs> and money. you got to pay for it well, all. Well, I am sick, so. they Get it on mobile. I'll ah, just use people. your account. It's fine.
0: Hmm. And uh, I believe <laughs> there was a...
1: What? Mike, the host, is awesome. I love it. Go what? on. <laughs> <laughs> I like your background <laughs> this week, though.
0: My thanks.
2: No, it's like I love that you go to take the sip right in the like the, in the, middle the blank of... spot. So, it's um, like <laughs> it's a
1: like Eddie McGuire, <laughs> just
2: smooth. I a... <laughs> a correction to make, but he's sick, so he's got an excuse. Um, yeah, sick yeah, the yeah and brain. he's unwell as well. Very small <laughs> I correction. So. Um, I mentioned last week in our EVO news hype segment that I hadn't played Street Fighter V because I didn't have a PS5, so that was uh. <laughs> That was game was not uh, launched on the PS5, so I just want to clarify. That also, I do, you did have a PS5. But you do have a
1: PS5. Yeah. Exactly. A two PS5. corrections you got to make. So
2: it was more like when that game came out or when that game was a thing, I okay. didn't have access mm. to it. That's what Good I'm point. getting Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That's okay.
0: Honestly, I think even if you didn't make that correction, the world would still be okay and they uh, will forgive you.
2: No, uh, no. The world, the world would stop. The world case. would stop. All transit lines, all shipping cargo containers, it all stop in their tracks because I didn't make that right. So, Fair enough. Uh,
0: and I love who wants air. to do the the <laughs> big shout-out uh, to, to a lovely community member other than the you know the two lovely community members that we have, which is bizarre, and uh, Hooded Dude. <laughs> Not the Joe Jabs guy. He can go fuck himself. Um, But we do have a a really nice comment that someone left us.
1: Integot? Who was the comment from, Mike?
0: I don't remember the name (laughs) of the user. Because it's not written in the run sheet. How the hell do you expect me to know stuff like that?
2: We don't have to say. We just want to say that somebody called Uh us last week. I think it was on last week's episode where I was completely sick and just had no energy and not entertaining at all. That we are insanely charismatic. So, <laughs> I have a feeling he was On being that... insanely sarcastic. I. But... No, no, no. <laughs> it seemed like a genuine compliment, but I'm fairly certain it was aimed at the yes. two dudes just playing around with their Snapchat filters. Maybe, no, or I it's think the fact th- that I use I use a Harry Potter lipstick.
1: I think it's the you know the rapport that we've built over the course of 25 years of knowing each other. It could be that. Is that what you're doing? I was wondering what, how you were doing the lipstick thing. What
0: lipstick thing? It's just a lid from yes, one of my Yeah, pants.
1: that's what I didn't realize. Yeah. I, didn't realize. I,
0: don't, I don't have real lipstick. No, I don't, I don't think
1: it's a. a fake I don't do
0: comment. that live on a show all in my personal time. Jesus Christ, who do you take me for?
1: Because uh, it's uh, Franco Tirador that I uh, think commented Franco. before as well. So Thank you. <laughs>
0: Noah, uh, we don't have any particular questions this week, but.
1: Well, I didn't have a question because I know Swinney's got a note. So.
0: Yes, he does. He wants to talk about his first time. I want to hear about his first. I actually thought he were a virgin, so tell us.
2: You meant to, like, it's obviously insinuating about (laughs) that joke, but then you just go out and actually just, like, just say that. (laughs) So I want to actually just bring up, it's not video game related, but (laughs) quickly mention that first time this week... Mm -hmm. I'm trying. Taco Bell. What? Taco
0: there's a Taco, taco Bell, bell. Here. Wow.
2: How is it? So we're in the Australia. One... We don't have all the American Yeah, we don't food.
0: have those kind of things. They've... They have more stuff in New Zealand than we
2: have. So here. there's actually Go. already like five Taco Bells in Victoria now. And I'm like, oh. holy crap. I'm going to try this food. <laughs> that I've heard about. Wow, you struggled for so to say, long to call it food. For so, so long, <laughs> like one of my favorite people in gaming media, Dan Reich, got married in a Taco Bell. Like what? it's such an institution, like in American fast food. And we over here, we had Taco Bell, which is very different. Still, kind <laughs> which of like is
1: so awesome. How off-brand that is, right? <laughs> still,
2: still, like a. A take on Mexican food. Now I'm saying I know Taco Bell is very far removed from traditional Mexican food, so don't get me wrong. Mm. But I still really wanted to try it. And what did you think? I, I gotta say the rumors, the jokes—they're they're pretty accurate about well, what happens to bad your, jokes I about don't... what happens oh, to you after oh, really? you Taco Bell. Yeah, okay. let, let's just say that night I was I was having some issues. But uh, <laughs> okay. look. I gotta say, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Like for an, like for ch- not so much not so much cheap and nasty. It was kind of like for, for like just a take, nasty <laughs> takeaway. It was all right. But okay. I can see why people look at that. And again, this is the Australian version. Who knows how it compares to whatever the hell Taco Bell is yeah. in America? But uh, yeah, I just wanted to call out the fact that I finally got to try it after hmm. so many years of it not being in Australia. So. It's so
1: funny you noticed that because. I noticed also Taco Bell in Sydney recently. I'm like, hmm, wait a second. Has Taco <laughs> Bell always been in Australia? I was like driving past her. I'm like, what the f? like yeah. and I'm like that's I weird. also was like you. I'm like, should I try this because it just feels like hmm. a funny novelty. Like that's hmm. like as an Australian, you go to America and you just try all the fast food. It's like hmm. what the hell? Hmm. Like it is so crazy. Well
2: they they recently brought and it's actually wow. it's just down the, like it's it's within like I don't know a kilometer of each other. They they opened a Carl's Jr. here in in uh, oh, nearby yeah. as well. So yeah, but who knows? Maybe the, we'll start getting. Well, actually tried and and, it's, it's and there's right. also a Five Guys, guys. open opening up in South Bank in Melbourne. Good. They
1: are actually so, good. So, so Five Southbank's Guys, the only he likes, Five Guys. Yeah, you should try Five Guys.
0: Miza was just saying that they don't have a Taco Bell in Mexico.
1: No, of Hmm. course not. Yeah, they have authentic Mexican food in Mexico. (laughs) I am not not surprised.
0: (laughs) I'd rather have that (laughs) good Taco Bell. Awesome. There you go. I I need to try some of this. Uh, Although I don't know if people know or give a shit that I don't
2: really eat meat. So, um, well, whenever you do, just prepare just prepare yourself for a bit of a a a bit of a a night. That's all I'm saying. Okay.
1: My what buttons. Av- will be What prepared. an advertiser. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's throw to our sponsor, Taco Bell. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: All right. All right. Mm. So how about we just uh, move on and talk about what we've been playing. Into God, what have you been playing this week?
1: Yeah. Well, I had the week off. I'm back at work now. So I'm off my holiday mode, as you can see. Um, so this week, a couple of things. I actually forgot... When I was filling in the run chair, I only told Swinny before that I actually forgot one of the big games that I was playing this week. Yeah. Uh, first one is Pong. Pong. Um, but I'll I'll talk about that a little bit later because there's a new analog pocket core. Uh, that is the, uh, the core for the arcade Pong game. Uh, so I played a bit of that. The other game that I was playing is Resident Evil 4 VR on Ooh. Oculus. So... Uh, my wife's dad (laughs) gets so sick from the Oculus, he can't use it anymore. Did he give it to you finally? I lent it to me. He's like, take it as long as you want, effectively.
0: He's like, I can't use this device. It makes me sick. Dude. But you can only borrow it. Like, I I gotta
1: say, like, (laughs) I know that, like, I've visited, you know, Facebook's headquarters recently, but, like, man, it is so frustrating, their systems. So I get the Oculus. I'm like, cool. All right, I'm going to go on and buy... Resident Evil 4, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'll just go in and add my payment details, buy it, delete my payment details, all good. Going through all the settings in the Oculus, I'm like, what the hell? I can't do this. Like, what the hell's going on? Like, I spent (laughs) half an hour trying to figure it out. There's no way to add payment details on the Oculus Quest. You can't do it. It's, It's impossible. There's no way to do it, right? I'm like, that is insane that it's like that. You have to do it through the app, or through Facebook, right? That is weird. So I'm like super pissed off about that. I'm like, okay, cool. I noticed that there's a feature on it where it goes, you can gift. So type in a code. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll just buy the game and send it, and send it to myself to redeem it, right? And I go to try to do that. You can't buy anything on the Oculus store without having a number one, a Facebook account and then registering the Facebook account to Oculus Then registering in Oculus to actually buy anything, and I was just like, "This is the whole thing I was trying to avoid." And I like, I just ended up saying to you know the father-in-law, "Hey, I'll, I'll you know, send you some money, but I'm (laughs) I'm just going to buy this game. You can keep it on your account. I don't care about that." But I just don't like. There's no other way to add my details. It's so ridiculous. It's such a pain in the ass. But anyway, parking... I don't know
0: why you even have to add your details. I already know. I mean, we... I mean, Meta already knows all your details anyway, so... That's
1: true. They should just be able to, like, detect that. I mean, exactly. you look more lifelike than the real version, but...
2: <laughs> Hello, human. And uh... Zuck's got a nice new neck beard. Let me just... <laughs> <laughs> it's Amish. It's Amish, Zuck.
0: Amish.
1: <laughs> can, we, can we call the... I don't know how you can title the episode Amish. Amish, Amish
2: Zach. Zuck. Amish, <laughs> Zuck. Right. Amish,
1: Amish. So how, how Amish, was Resident Zuck. Evil 4 yes. so VR? park yeah, all the it. shit about the Oculus. Man, this game is so freaking cool. I know that, you know, I've never played Resident Evil 4, but... In the VR, like, it's so awesome. It is, like, such a cool experience. Very much like Half-Life Alex, But the freedom that you have, because it's... You're not connected to anything. It just runs on the actual headset. Mm -hmm. Is like, really unreal. So that was awesome. I I played it over the course of a few days. And then I got, like, brave. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to turn on full-on VR mode. Like, I can move, I can turn with the sticks... Which yeah, they that's say, how I played
0: Alex. Yeah. yeah, they're
1: like, don't do that, right? Because it can make people Makes feel sick. sick. Hmm. But I'm like, I'll do it. So <laughs> I do it. I felt nauseous all day from that point on. I only played it for like 20 wow. minutes. I felt so nauseous. And then by the end of the day, I had the biggest stomach cramp. Like, And I'm not Sheesh. 100% sure if it's like I had a virus and it was like, just so happens to perfectly match up. I played the VR thing. And then immediately after that, I felt sick. But yeah, I felt sick all day. It was like really now, crazy. Now you're ready for boneworks, the <laughs> ultimate
2: uh, nauseous maker.
0: Well, well, I'm I'm announcing today that officially I'm going to include anti-nausea <laughs> pills in every box of Oculus Quest sold. <laughs> so all, all future people playing games, you guys will be set. Included for free. That's why I had to do the markup of an extra 100 US dollars per headset to to be able to put the pills in.
1: It was always dangerous showing uh, Mike this uh, Snapchat lens thing. <laughs> you knew <Bad> that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking need to go. What have to be done. <laughs> it was only meant to be for me <laughs> as the executive producer. Um, so, yeah. Like, there's other ways to play it. So, I'm going to go back to teleportation mode, which I don't have an issue with whenever I play uh, the games through that mode. So, it's.
0: Did you play Alex through teleportation? Yeah. Do... Yeah, and I was fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think I'm well, okay with the huh. smooth locomotion, but once you start doing the turning <laughs> on the stick, okay. like the yaw, like oh man, it thro- like it makes me like nauseous straight away. And
0: you don't get um, it's nothing you can get used to because for, for example, I I actually get car sick, but I never noticed that because I pretty much always drive. It's super rare that I don't drive or I'm in a car when I'm not driving, unless it's a bus. Um, but in the in once in the blooming when my girlfriend drives, I actually. Start feeling really sick, maybe the If driving. I use my phone or something, no, no, she's, she's a good driver and everything. Okay. And I'm not just saying that because she's gonna beat me up if I don't say that, yeah. but it's just it's, some people just get that. But I found with VR, I didn't have that, which is really weird. Mm.
1: So I think it's I, very like individual, right? With VR, mm. it seems, um, yeah, I don't get sick, I didn't think I'd get sick with the smooth locomotion or the teleportation, it's just the turning, but I don't get sick in any other context, like I don't get sick from boats, I don't get sick from. Cars or anything like that. So, yeah, I saw online people talking about you got to get your VR legs, and I was just at that point like, fuck off! Like, it's such like this is what I've always said about VR and why I don't think it's going to catch on because it's just too much mucking around, man. Mm, It's just too much mucking around. But um, Resident Evil Four is really cool. I'll try it again now that I feel much better. Uh, and I'll, yeah, try it in teleportation mode and see if I can get through more of it, but a very, very cool game, obviously. And the other game that I played this week that I clocked, uh, was God of War. So this is 2018's masterpiece. I think game of the year that year as well. Um, and for
0: you, you mean as well, not just that it was game of the year officially?
1: I don't know. I have to go back and look at 2018. I can't recall. I haven't thought about that, but, um, yeah, I'm kind of mixed on this game. Like I really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed the story. Like, as I said last week when I was playing through it, it just oozes triple a, like I really struggle to think of many other games that can kind of match the moment to moment, you know, set pieces. I, like probably last of us, which I haven't played would probably be similar. I'd, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, I just kind of, I don't know. Very, like I said, I'm a bit mixed on it. Not in the sense that I think it's bad, but do I think it's so exceptional? Like, the game got, like, a 93, I think, on Metacritic. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's, like, a very... In the Anthony Fantano kind of perspective, a very strong 8. You know, like, I'd probably put it as, like, an 87 or something like that. Which, I'd like, for me, like, going from 87 to, like, a 93 is a massive leap. Um, But having said all of that, like, such a cool experience. And also, I do like the way they've balanced the game. Like, this is a game that you can experience it. And then if you want to do more it's very well structured for that but if you sort of satisfied with the the golden path the main story etc i think it's very rewarding in in that way as well so sort of ticks ticks my box and then ticks sort of swinny's box as well um but yeah like swinny like i know have you actually played this or i can't remember i know you got it i've multiple times (laughs)
2: no not yet because I do want to finish the original trilogy first like I'm a huge fan of the the first two and that's why I want to cap off God of War 3 which I had did start playing before I jump into you know the essentially the the reboot in a way
1: yeah and I can't believe I have to wait so long for the sequel to come out it's just bloody shocking (laughs) so no, like I'm glad that like I've played this now because of how much story driven it's been and you notice when I hate spoilers but there are, like, actual twists. I don't know if you, you've played this game, not, right? Michael? I
0: have, but not not, not enough. Like, oh. it's just one of those games that I've always reserved for when I get some proper time to really yeah. focus on it because it's it seems like such a cool game.
1: It's like 15 hours if you want to get through the story oh, it's pretty main cool. component. But, yeah,
0: but you know what I'm like? I'll just get sidetracked and I have to do everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a funny game in that way. Like, it, it is pretty linear. In a, like, it, it it's structured to not be linear, but I really think it's a really linear game. But, um... The twist in it, like, I didn't see it coming I, and I didn't know anything about it. I haven't, it hasn't been spoiled so far for me. Okay, good. Cool. But I was like playing through it. I'm like, what the hell? Like, okay. I see dead people? No, but like, I was just like, oh, that's like, it actually really surprised me. Like, it really surprised me in the twist. And I was like, wow, okay, that's. And I'm so glad that I know that now before Ragnarok. Okay. Because I'm sure it's going to get ruined straight away, like playing Ragnarok, so. I'm not I'm not spoiling it, but you know, if you guys want to play this game or like, I, I already
2: know what it is, so it's fine. Knew knew you knew it. yeah, I
1: knew that you I I knew it. I knew that you knew it. So that's a big big week for me. I'm getting on top of getting through games and all of that kind of stuff. So But yeah, Swinny, what have you been playing?
2: Well, I just first of all wanted to say uh that one of the things I should be doing in the coming week is actually uh true achievements. Uh, alphabet challenge that they're starting So um alphabet basically challenge. So that's basically where You have to, um, you know, you enter the, the challenge and you basically unlock an achievement That starts with every letter of the alphabet In order, so you have to get one that starts With A, B, C, all the way through Z Now, because some of them can be A bit tough, like X mm-hmm. For instance, you can, you can get they, they give you 10 skips, but you can only use Two skips if you want to earn, like, the badge For completing mm-hmm. the challenge, so my aim is obviously to not use any skips, but if hey, if I need to use X, then uh, I'll need to use X. But uh, yeah, that's something I'm looking forward to doing this week. Uh, in terms of what I've been playing this week, so I finished up Gala Windoria, so that's the hit point oh, nice. Chemco RPG I talked about last week that I wasn't a big fan of. It gets a little bit better, but still very run-of-the-mill, uh, wouldn't recommend it above most other uh, hit point RPGs, um, so we'll see. I'll talk a bit more about that when I add it to Ooh. the Chemco tier list. Ooh. I also went back to a game that I hadn't played in ages, uh, Kataria Fables and finished that up. So that was the game that was basically like a mix of Harvest Moon with more of like a Zelda action adventure and whereas he played as a cat. So I did talk about it on the show and you got you you accused the game of being a furry game because one of the characters definitely looked on on the, the furry scale Not that the there's furry, anything wrong the furry on the furry spectrum. Um yeah. But uh, no, that game's actually pretty fun. Um, although it's a bit weird in the way it designs its quests. It's like, for instance, you, I'll go to complete a quest, uh, start a quest, but it's not there because in the chain of that quest, one of the NPCs ha- is tied to another quest that's currently ongoing. So you can't start that quest, but you don't know mm. that. So it's just weird in the way it designed. It, but it's a small team. It's a fun game. Um, and Katari Fables, if it's cheap and you like like Stardew Valley and Harvest Moon, I recommend it.
0: I do indeed, love those games.
2: I also have been playing quite a bit of Steven Universe Unleash the Light, which I'll <laughs> talk about later because i um, very excited that game finally got updated, so I'll be mentioning that later. I on. hope you tell
0: us the background update, about
2: how update. that came to be. Oh, I sure will, will, I will. Yeah, He's awesome, planned awesome. it out. There's, there's a whole right, reason a why it's a segment. <laughs> there's a reason why it's a segment. Um, and I also have played a bunch of Game Pass games. So the first one is Ghost Recon Wildlands. I tried that out for a bit. That
1: game I know is obviously not...
2: You know, it's been out for ages.
1: Yes. Can I can it. I ask you a question? So, how are you handling all the new ID games and that have been dumped in there? You know, I'm going to have to try. <laughs> oh, really? Well, you're going to have to go play them all. Well, some of them I've already played. Like okay. I've already
2: played Quake Four. So yeah. um, there's Wolf a bunch thready. like. Yeah. Oh, I've never played Wolf Three D before. I need to go try yeah, and no play way. that game. Um, too young in. I'm the kind of person that used to play Wolf 3D with a mouse, even though you can only look side to side with the
1: mouse. <laughs> I know. I lo- when you go back, even Doom, man, you play the controls game. It's like, what the hell? This is yeah. horrible.
2: Um, but there is like, this some weird, like, kind of uh, Elder Scrolls ones, like Elder Scrolls mm. Adventures and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll try that stuff. But uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. So I'd never actually given this game a shot. And it's a game a lot of people actually really like, um, a lot more than uh, the consensus on the breakpoint, the follow up. It's fun. Like, I, I liked it. It's, again, like a lot of the fu- uh, Ubisoft games have had in the Game Pass this year, it's a game I'm not going to be playing a lot of. I'm just trying it out if I hadn't played it before. Mm. And I can see how that game's really fun in co-op, Wildlands. Mm. So, it's yeah, it seems it's one of those games where it's like, it just feels really, really solid uh, in its gameplay mechanics and everything. Um, two other games. Uh, so the first is Coffee Talk. So Coffee Talk is a game that I've heard about for a while, never... Had a chance to give it a shot. Um, I will say, unfortunately, the developer of this game did pass away early this year. So you know, why? Um, yeah, crazy. so my you know thoughts go out to his loved ones. But That's terrible news. Coffee Talk is uh, basically just a. It's just basically just an interactive story game um, where you're a barista in kind of like this weird. It's like near. Well, it's not near future. It says 2020, but it feels like it's basically like a mix of like humans and then like elves and orcs and stuff. And so it's got this kind of weird vibe to it, but it's cool but basically you're a barista who's at a like a late night coffee shop and you're just talking to customers and serving them coffee and you actually actually make the coffees based on the orders and stuff and yeah that's basically the game like it's just a cool game to chill out and play and if if like if if the dialogue doesn't hook you right away then it's probably best to just go okay I'm I'm not going to play any more of this you know mm. if you're trying out game pass but I think it's cool. I might go back to it. Um, I only played it for about an hour, but I liked what it was uh, putting down. So, yeah, Muhammad Farmi that was shown on the, the screen there was unfortunately passed away yeah. early this year. But so. they're making a sequel. It's kind of crazy, eh? Well, I mean, he wasn't the only person involved mm. in the development, but he was like a key developer. So wow. that's yeah. crazy, dude. So Coffee Talk is on Game Pass. Um, It's worth a shot if you like, you know, story-driven kind of a... Uh, it's almost like a visual novel in a way. So, mm. And the last Surely game... Come. I'll talk about is uh, very uh, relevant to Mike's current Snapchat filter that he's got uh, on the on the. <laughs> if you're watching a video, may I have please don't. Is uh, Two Point Campus? So I was actually really excited when they announced this was coming to Game Pass. I'd never got a chance to try Two Point Hospital, but I'd always wanted to because it kind of had that. It gave me the like impression that it was almost like a pseudo, you know, like spiritual successor to something like. Um, Theme hospital, which I absolutely loved as when I was younger. So I went into Two Point Campus, which is obviously about building like a you know a university or a college. Thinking it would almost be like theme hospital in a way in my head. It, it's very <clears throat> different. It's almost like. It, it's definitely obviously like a sim, right? But it's kind of just got a, I don't know, it's just got much more of a, it's like more of a Sims vibe to it than I was expecting. But uh, it was fun. Like I went through, played it for a couple of hours, went through like the tutorial and then a couple, uh, played on for a bit longer. I think it's it's pretty neat if you're into these games. Um, I think its interface is not great um, for console though. I think that they probably should have done a bit more work there to make it um, work a bit better. Because I played, I have played these kind of games on console before, and I think this one is probably not as optimized as it could have been. So, because you played yeah.
0: the Jurassic Park game, and that, that was, was pretty good. on console, That was wasn't really it? good.
2: And mm. I like even the Sims, the Sims Three. I played a lot of that on on Xbox 360. And that actually worked really well. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, but I think a lot of us just familiarity. Like, after a while, you'll get used to it. But it just felt like there's just a lot on the interface that I just didn't know how to actually get down my cursor down there. So oh, well. if that makes sense. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, I thing, can't
1: believe you play these games on console. Like, to me, I know it's all very personal, obviously, but hmm. it would drive me nuts playing these type of games on console when I know. Oh. PC is, like, you know, 100 times better of an interface because it's designed for it, really.
2: Yeah, but I've played games like this that I've liked on console before.
1: Mm. So I know 100%
2: it would be better on PC. Like, any game like this would be in terms of interface. But I'm a console gamer, so I'm always going to try stuff out there if that's the option given to me, unless... Unless, like, something... Like, I think it's Her Story, like, those kind of games, those interactive games, I'm like, okay, that felt better on PC to me than something like, you know, console.
1: But anyway, two two point campus. And with your yeah. comment just around the theme hospital part of it, do you mean because like theme hospital, it's just mostly focused in on the hospital, you know what I mean? A new building within the hospital. Is that what you mean? Or Yeah, if there's a lot more
2: like it's not it is a similar game, don't get me wrong, but it just didn't give me the same feel. Mm. And I think part of that is there's a lot more about um furniture and stuff in this whereas theme hospital yeah. you definitely put furniture but it was like it didn't i guess it's just also the fact that games have advanced like theme hospital came out what like 20 something 20, years ago five this years point. ago it's maybe good, you yeah. know, still a so, good game oh it's still great but um but I'm, I'm actually looking forward to actually trying out two point hospital now just to see if because of just the, the style of game is different you know this is about a university Maybe that's just the reason why, you know. So, but I think it's worth a shot. It's on again. On it's on Game Pass. So, you know, if you like these games,
1: I do find it funny how old we are. It's like we can literally go. Remember, remember when Theme Hospital came out? And it was literally right. twenty five years ago. The
2: funny thing is, I played right. way, I played way more of the Theme Hospital demo than I ever played in the main game. Yeah, as well, dude. So. I
1: same man. I played that demo to death. I love mm. Theme Hospital. It was freaking cool.
2: Yeah, cool. So that's wow. yeah, that's me for the week. Nice. Yes. That that game looked really
0: good. It it really showcased the fact that, you know, universities are basically money making machines designed to train people through the capitalistic system uh, that we've created.
2: You just reminded me, the game <sighs> has a damn good sense of humor about that stuff. So.
0: Oh, so it actually does cover yeah. that stuff. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Oh dude, like it's it's all about making profit off your students, so
1: I like how he's got a very topical. (laughs) Extremely
0: topical because even though you guys haven't asked me to, I'll just butt in now. This week I've been playing Worryware Get It Together. No B roll for that. I'll very briefly touch on it. You are the B roll. Co op with my girlfriend. Um, She's probably better at the game than I am, actually. And it's not too bad. I've had the copy of it for, boy, boy, Boy. I don't know, a good. Six months, maybe. What? Uh, what system is it? Is it Switch. On? Okay, Switch. I just want. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't and you know, it. I only ever play my Switch because there's
2: so many worry where games and so many different <laughs> yeah. systems. So it's it's wanted. the
0: one on Switch, yeah. It's the one and okay. the, the the get it together one on Switch. So finally, after all this time, I actually plugged my Switch into the TV. I never did that because I'm like, where the hell's my my dock thing? And I ended up having to go find the box to fish it out <laughs> of the box because so I never awesome. used it. So. Um, by the way, I don't know if you, if you have the OLED as well, since it's, we're on the topic. My, you know, the, the black, it's got that piano black finish part around it. It's Mm -hmm. got the white and then it's got the piano black. It's starting to sort of like peel and it it bubbled and started to peel in, in a couple of places. It's really weird. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I definitely don't think I spilt anything on it. It's really weird. No, no, I'm just like surprised. I wonder if it's just a, a defect with that, the type of finishing they used. Anyway, no matter, a really cool game. Looking forward to playing a bit more of it. But the other two games that I played, first of all, was Myst 2021. So I say Myst 2021 because there were obviously, there was the original Myst, which I think came out in what, in like 1995 or something. Um, it was an amazing game. I think we, we spoke about it briefly in terms of the, the, the impact it had in the industry, um, in terms of the the um, the advancement, the fact that it was... It wasn't, I think, the first game that used CD-ROM or CD-Media for this kind of stuff, but it was amongst the first, if not sort of like second or third or
2: something like that. It was or also i also, also, at the time, it was one of the biggest selling games of all time. At yeah. when you know,
0: yeah. at that time, so. and it, it was, was mind it blowing was, at the time when you think about what. It was ninety
1: three? And, and ninety three. Then holy moly! <laughs> and also saying how old we are. I remember when Miss came out, and it yeah. actually made people go and get CD ROMs because they were like, "Why am I going to get a CD ROM? It's fine so with floppy disks." Like, <laughs> it's amazing that we remember CD ROMs coming in, and yet. My kids and you know other younger people don't even remember like no. almost physical media. Yeah, I all. remember
0: them coming in, and it it was a, it, CD-ROMs <laughs> are a bit of a weird era because I remember them clearly coming in, and I remember when I switched from using floppy disks mm. to using CD-ROMs, and and the difference was massive. Like one point, what is it? One point four. Four megabytes or something for a floppy disk versus six hundred and fifty. Oh my god, six hundred and fifty megabytes on a CD-ROM. Well, not it was th- mind-blowing at the time.
1: <laughs> this is becoming big game, big week in in CD-ROMs. Old ROMs, people. CD ROM the original ROM ones talking. weren't that big. The original ones were like uh, two hundred meg or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I anyway. do not
0: remember that at all. I just remember that. <laughs> Look, who did said?
1: His <laughs> show is jumped the Shark. I agree.
2: Yeah. <laughs> See, some some people bought the CD-ROM for Myst and uh, other people bought it for Encarta Online or whatever the hell that... The... Isn't that the, the name of the Microsoft... Uh, Encarta yeah, 95?
0: Yeah, Microsoft Encarta 95, yeah, man. Encarta, was yeah. the best. I remember Encarta it was, was awesome. awesome. <laughs> what was the name of that Maze game that it came with? Uh, I used maze, to watch like, Hitler
1: maze. speeches in Encarta 95. I was like, wow.
0: Wow, <laughs> well, it did that.
1: So not a flagged Influence word on you YouTube? for the rest of your life? <laughs> Probably.
0: I, I do remember that, how incredible it was to actually see those videos <laughs> in Encada for the first time. Jesus, I remember that. Wow. Some,
2: some deep reflection by Wario. Very deep like,
0: reflections. Yeah. Anyway, so back to Mist. So I I played Mist way back when, uh, somewhere between whenever the hell it came out in 93 and 95, 96-ish. Um, and as a kid at that age, I'd never finished it because... Honestly, I can see why playing the game now. Although surprisingly, now that I played it, so I played the 2021 version of it that's in Game Pass, um, I actually felt ex- I'm not. I'll, I'll say this to boast a little bit: I felt extremely proud of myself that I looked nothing up. I didn't have to look up a single puzzle. Um, it didn't take particularly long to finish the game. It only took about six and a half hours. There's no way in hell I would have done that as a kid. Like, no way in hell I would have been, been able to kind of figure that stuff out. The coolest thing about it is I actually had to get a notebook and I had to jot a bunch of things down to, to try to remember things. There's this particular part where you just it just helps. In fact, there's a certain part where I reckon unless you have a really good mental map... Uh, you're not gonna be able to really figure stuff out. You need to get a pen and a paper and you need to actually go scribble down the things that you do to be able to figure out what, what where to go next and, and what to do. And I love that. That's the first time in a long time that I actually took out a piece of paper and I had to map stuff out in a physical in, in a game in a physical medium like that to be able to figure out what to do. That is freaking sweet. I love that shit. So it was really cool, really enjoyed the experience. Highly recommend it, especially to people that you know what to everyone. If you've played it the, the game ages ago, sure, you, you'll probably remember the puzzles, but honestly, it's so long ago that you, that you probably would have forgotten most of the Everybody stuff anyway. should play this game. Everyone should well, play
1: it. We probably should clarify that when you say it's on Game Pass, by the time you're listening to this, it's not on Game Pass. Correct,
0: Amondo. so I should probably clarify that too. So the reason why I actually did start playing this um, is because I read that, oh, no, it's going away from Game Pass at the end of the month. And I had this game... I installed this game ages ago. I just never never got around. I played the very beginning of it. It was completely lost. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do in this place? Um, And I put it down thinking I'll come back to it later. So, when I found out it's about to get get off Game Pass, I had to jump straight onto it. And I'm glad I did. Really cool experience. I can only imagine how cool it would have been to actually go through it and finish it back in the day. Um, But, yeah, if you got the time, do yourself a favor and, and finish it before the end of the month. So... The next game that I played, which I actually played before I played Myst, it's probably also what, what got me um, into giving Myst a go, was the Forgotten City. So, what? What? Uh, <laughs> is what? It, this is the problem. Why so are you guys laughing at You're, like, me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like... You're like channeling
0: warrior. I am not trying to try make no funny business here. I'm not try and explain the games <laughs> oh, that I God. played. Uh.
1: <laughs> I so, have no association with this man in the middle of the podcast.
0: <laughs> is he a man or is he... <laughs> A oh, man. So he's got the right With a idea. towel on he's his like, head and some lipstick.
1: <laughs> I want to be off camera when this is happening. <laughs> All
0: right. So the next game that I played was The Forgotten City. Now, we have spoken about this before because I, I briefly covered it uh, previously. Uh, so The Forgotten City is made by, well, it's, it's, it's sort of made by a main guy who did the original, um, who did it as a Skyrim mod, Australian dude. Um, then he got together with a developer, and I really should remember the, the dude's names because it's an amazing game, and I, I will look them up after this, um, and I believe there was also a separate sound artist that worked on it in terms of the main credits because I have finished it, so I have seen the main credits, um, and it's a freaking amazing game. I really love it. I love the history behind it. I love the way it incorporates multiple parts of mythology, multiple parts of Greek, Roman, Egyptian history, etc. There's a few things I don't want to talk about that because it might spoil some stuff that are critical to the story. Um, and it's fantastic. I've gotten, I think, three of the endings. There's multiple endings as well, depending on, on what you do in the game. So, to those that haven't played it, um, again, without spoiling anything because it happens at the very start of the game, um, it basically loops. So, it's like Groundhog Day set in Rome, let's say. And the game loops every time you commit a sin or every time someone in the game commits a sin. And that's purely because there's a god or some sort of omnipotent presence thing that basically says if someone commits a sin, then everyone is going to get punished for committing that sin and you get turned into gold. But you can loop again and again and again and you keep the conversations. You obviously remember the conversations you had with people. And you keep the items you've collected, etc. Again, a game that I highly recommend. It is really fantastic. Doesn't take very long to to really finish. Um, you, your mileage may vary as well because you can finish it relatively quickly. I think there's actually an achievement for. Um, I, I don't. I don't know if it was time based, but there's an achievement for fin- finishing it relatively quickly as well. Uh, but of course, you can take your time, sort of figure out all the little bits and pieces for every single character. What's going on? Who's who's doing what? Um, and it's just, it's been a fantastic game. So, again, highly, highly recommend it. So, that was uh, my week in gaming. Other than there was one other game that I played. And I should probably take this silly thing off just for a sec. I'll put on my my wizard uh, hat back yeah, on. One. I'll put on my and wizard hat. Gosh, you guys remember that? <laughs> That's, now that makes us sound oh, even That old, is but... old. Holy shit, it's funny because, I mean, I don't know if I, I would still <laughs> laugh at it today. I know back then it was hilarious. Now, I don't know if I'd still laugh at something like that, but I probably would. Anyway, so in this week's Games Gamespresso, uh, I take a look at another game that I picked up for the price of a coffee in Melbourne, uh, and I'm going to see if it was worth the, pri- uh, the, the price of admission. Was it worth the trade-off playing this game versus having a coffee? And this week's game is Elden, Path of the Forgotten. So, it's available on Nintendo Switch, where I picked it, uh, PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, developed by One Red Games. Now, One Red Games is an Australian developer based here in Melbourne, and truth be told, I actually wouldn't mind reaching out to, uh, to this person and seeing if maybe one day we can have him on the show. Well,
2: you have better give this a glow game. and review then. Yeah, no,
0: like. I, I, I I'm objective, I'm objective, I am objective, uh, I
2: if a game is no bueno, it's no bueno. Okay, Mike. So this is your third game, Espresso segment, yeah, and third in a row it's that is an. That's Australian. I know. Yeah. Australian, is, it was each game had no idea? You had no idea it was Australian. Absolutely. Game. How is that possible? Zero freaking idea. No, no, how is
0: that, how is that possible? I swear to God, I had absolutely zero freaking idea. Zero idea. The only, the only way I found out that this was actually an Australian game is because of, of um, it was either in the intro or the credits where it comes up with that Victorian fund. Whatever that thing is, that that game's ne- fun. Actually, next,
1: is, are they all Victorian? Because last week's one was Victorian. Was it last week's one Victorian?
0: Too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe they just get funding. Are from. they all
1: Victorian as well?
0: Shit. Maybe, damn. Wow. Next okay, week okay, you'll we'll be, be like,
2: though. oh, this game I've heard of called Crossy Road. Oh, <laughs> this game I've heard of called Untitled <laughs> hey, Goose hey, Game. knight no, it's, it's <laughs> Jeff coincidence.
0: It's an absolute coincidence. Anyway, let me go back to the game. Um, so again, the game is Elden. Path of the Forgotten. Now, it, this is the, the the updated edition that I played, which included a few more weapons and a few more things. Um, published by another indie and Neo Doctrine, and it was released way back in two thousand nineteen. Although I don't actually remember if the Switch version came out back then. So the gameplay is, uh, as you can see in the B-roll footage, it's it's kind of Souls-like, um, but without the Souls, if that makes sense. So, it, it's, so got, it's, it's got life. it's got sort of <laughs> it's. It's not, it's Souls-like without the this, Souls, I don't know. This new uh, called, innovative new genre called, hey, like, hey, no, 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 the game is actually that? really cool. Souls-like n-
1: sans Souls. Non
2: souls
0: Souls-like, <laughs> it, it's Souls-like sans Souls, because you don't have to collect souls. There's enemies and stuff, and it, it's got that sort of punishing, <laughs> difficult combat, very esoteric in its nature, well, I don't know how to compare it, because it kind of, it, it gave me that feel, it gave me that Souls type of feel to it, but at the same time, I realised, after playing it for a while, there there's no Souls. What am I doing?
1: Um, so, what was the other one? Souls-inspired, Souls-like, or something? Yeah. So this it's, is even better, Souls-like, without the Souls.
2: No, it's Souls-like sense Souls-inspired, it's, Souls-like. That's what it is, yeah. Souls-like sense the souls <laughs>
1: So, it's like a roguelike without the roguelike.
0: What? I guess. It's not really a roguelike because it's got fixed enemy positions. So explain what you're saying. So,
1: I'm so confused.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. So it's an adventure game that that um, it's very esoteric in its nature, which which is why I think the whole Souls-like thing came came to mind. The fact that nothing is explained explicitly through what you read it's shown through through what's happening in the story um and and the characters you kind of come across i don't think i recall any dialogue throughout the entire thing um while while adventuring and it, it is it is a very i would say a relatively very short adventure all in all um to the extent, and I'll get that in i uh, I'll get to that in a minute. That I feel like maybe it wasn't quite completed, or maybe that was the vision, or, or wasn't quite fully realized. I don't know. I'd actually love to pick. Um, so, so I, I believe the the guy who um, who uh, made this, his name is Dylan. So I'd like to pick Dylan's brains to find out exactly what um, what the dealio <laughs> is with this. Now, graphically, I love these kind of games. I love the the, the look of this this sort of art style. It, it's very reminiscent of um, if you guys have played Sword and Sorcery. Um, Only it's... I mean, the 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 actual uh, perspective is a bit different, obviously, but it's sort of reminiscent of that kind of art style and it, it
2: reminded me a lot of Hyper Light, hyper light mm. Drifter as well. Um, It also... In some ways. Like, visually, you know, we had Loot River the other month that came out. But the good yes, thing about this yeah. is the enemy sprites and the player sprites are a lot bigger and a lot more. like oh, it was You can tell what's going way on Way easy a lot to more. distinguish stuff. Way easy. It was, it was, it was quite... Um, quite
0: easy to do. I mean, there were some elements where I'm like, can I pick this item up or, or not? And it's it's not. Um, I Also, because unfortunately, I experienced quite a few bugs. There were certain parts where there, there might have been like a note on the ground and I, I couldn't interact with it or anything. So I wasn't sure was this just a random object or did it bug out because I was supposed to interact with it, but I can't interact with it um i I wasn't quite sure um and there's a few times where i kind of went through the scenery where clearly i don't think i was supposed to go through because it's sort of multi-leveled and there's a few times where i I just kind of went straight through through an object that i'm pretty sure i wasn't supposed to to go through um but nevertheless um you know it, it 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 played and looked really 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 well um sound was really cool i really enjoyed the music in it again it kind of was a bit reminiscent of, of Hyper Light Drifter, um, a little darker in its mood. Um, but I love that kind of music that I would call it, I guess, lo-fi. Um, I, I I don't even know exactly the, 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 the type of music that it is, but I just, I, I love that, that, that sort of genre. Um, and in terms of the gameplay, it's, um, it's, look, it's, It was done by by mostly i think um one developer but in the credits it does have a number of people it's just again i i don't know exactly who worked on it but as far as i'm aware it was mostly one person um so you know huge credit to be able to get something like this done um, it, it definitely felt to me like it wasn't completely finished, but at the same time, was a really enjoyable experience while I had it. And it is one of those games that genuinely left me craving for more. Like, I would have loved to see this kind of world being developed further, just to have more content. Um, I, I know it obviously wasn't the vision of the game, but I would have loved to actually have more more of a mix of dialogue. So more actually towards kind of a, a Dark Soulsy. Don't tell me everything that's happening. I absolutely don't want that. And I, I get that it's really difficult for one or two people to be able to do that. But if you can at least have some textual dialogue for, from characters to be able to drive the narrative, I would
2: have loved that. And right, Mike, more locations and stuff like that. So, what? Mike, all right. One hand, coffee. The other hand, uh, Elden Path of yep. the Gotten.
1: Which one are you drinking?
2: Which one are you drinking? Absolutely, I will drink Elden Path. I really yeah. enjoyed Elden it. Yeah. Path. Elden even, Path, even
0: even though <laughs> Elden Path of the Forgotten, even though it, it was flawed, um, I absolutely think that it's 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 an awesome game, really cool potential. I wish I wish there was more to it. I really wish there was more to it. Um, it was buggy at times, and and buggy to the extent that um, I you, you gets you gets at the start the game was really really hard until I figure out the spells that he can use. And I did finish the game by the way, and it was it was
2: quite short. Um. And- I'm looking forward to a a, a game espresso where you actually choose the coffee. It will happen yeah, eventually. It will yeah. happen,
0: but the problem is these games are actually quite good and honestly for the price I'd be <laughs> It'd be insane to say, no, I'd rather have a coffee than something like this, because I really like this. So it's always like, going to be the game. It's not always going to be the game, no, because I might end up getting something that I think is really <laughs> trashy and I will absolutely hate, but but this game was not it. I really enjoyed
2: this game. I um, think you have to probably um, go out of your way and, will be a for something and like buy this. something you think is going to be trash to make that maybe, happen. Maybe, maybe, but I'm trying to... Choo- you're too good at choosing games you know you'll probably like, although I, I look will look say at, yeah, Death Trap, uh, not Death Trap, sorry, the Warlock of warlock of Top mountain or whatever i think that was a bit more out there like you
1: could there's a good chance you couldn't have liked
0: that game that is true but that was also australian so maybe that biased me as well
1: you almost (laughs) need to switch the format up or something like how many coffees Mm. would you trade you know what i mean because to your point point, you're too value-based so i feel like any game you're gonna say it's better than getting a coffee because yeah, you just maybe. drink the coffee once or something. I know maybe. your brain. Hey, like- but the
0: whole point of this was I wasn't going to re- do it. For- it was just supposed to be a really quick way to go. I bought a cheap <laughs> game. Let me tell you about it. Should you go and buy it as well?
2: I, I like throughout these three segments, we're seeing like the life, death and concept of this whole segment <laughs> yeah. on air come to life. This is the
0: last Game Espresso that I will do. Uh, anyway, I would actually love to reach out to uh, to Dylan. Uh, Join to- his Discord
1: and ask him. Yeah, maybe I'll
0: ask him yeah, to to um to to find out more info about the game and find out if there's going to be a sequel or something because I would actually love I, I just love something about that isometric style <laughs> and something Sorry. about that pixelated I love I just love 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 the way that feels graphically and I love the kind of worlds you can create with, yeah. hey,
2: with Mike, that look. You know what else you love? Whoa, yeah, wait, wait, wait. I just want to
1: say I just want to say before we move on. But, like, I I just had this image in my head of Dylan quoting Mike's review and writing, quote, souls-like without the souls. (laughs) You can take that. But, yeah, yeah. Like, you should reach out to him. Join his Discord. Yeah. We'll have him on the show. Cool. Back to you, Awesome.
0: Yeah, so there is, you're right, there is something else that I love, and I feel like you're trying to get me onto the next segment, Swinny. Dead
1: Island! You love <laughs> Dead, Dead Island. Island! Yeah, woo!
0: <laughs> so, after, after, uh, after we, we all kind of thought that Dead Island 2 wasn't ever going to come out, and look, love-hate relationship with some of us, I absolutely <laughs> adored the game, loved it. Swinny... How are you feeling about it? Bit of bit on the fence. I don't, I don't know. I want it. to know the details before we. Anyway, so yeah, no. this, well, the original one, you know, the original. We we played the original Dead Island. We played no, Riptide. No. We, I did. I loved it to bits. Anyway, this week uh, saw a bunch of really juicy info come out about the troubled Dead Island 2, including a possible release date. Finally. So if we look uh, uh, back at the game's troubled development history, it was originally announced at PlayStation's E3 conference all the way back in 2014 with an intended 2015 release date. Holy moly, that's that's 7 years ago and we still haven't seen the lighter date for Deadlight. It's uh, published by Deep Silver, which is a <laughs> That's a different game. That's a different play on. game. <laughs> <coughs> Dead Island, sorry. <clears throat> Uh, Just add any point, just you can tag me in, Mike. No, no, that's cool. That's cool. I'll tag you in in a sec. I'm saying if you're gonna
2: cough, if you're gonna cough.
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, So it was published by um, (laughs) by uh, Deep Silver, which is a subsidiary of PlayOn. Uh, PlayOn being the recently changed name, if I'm not mistaken, as part of Embracer Group, Um, and was first being handled by the original game developers, Techland, um, before being handed over to Jaeger. Um, They did Spec Ops: The Line, which, by the way, was a brilliant game as well. So, I know that they will hopefully, or will do, have done. We'll see what what the heck's happening. Um, But anyway, Techland then went on to create the popular Dying Light series. Um, We're now up to part two, which, uh, by the way, you can get for $29 if you've got a PS5 at the moment. Pretty good. Um, Jaeger then also left the project in July 2015 and filled for insolvency. Um, and then fast forward to March 2016, where Sumo Digital, uh, they made little, what well, they were involved with Little Big Planet 3 and Crackdown 3, was handed the project. Holy moly, this thing is just being thrown around. Um, there was near radio silence, uh, but Deep Silver kept reiterating the game was still in development. And then in August 2019, Deep, Deep Silver then announced that Nottingham-based Dumbbuster Studios, damn, um, Studios. <laughs> damn, Buster Studios. Sorry, uh, they—I uh, should have just let you do the segment, but I am very <laughs> passionate about Dead Island too. Clearly not passionate enough to know the full history, so thank you for putting it down. Uh, so they were involved with Free Radical and Crytek alumni, um, and they—they they had taken over as the game's fourth and final developer, or did they? I guess maybe they did.
2: Do you <laughs> want to tell us the new details, Swinny? Yeah, so the whole reason why this is a story this week was the fact that um, thanks to a bunch of people, including Warrior 64 on Twitter, who's obviously well-known for sharing video game deals and scouring Amazon all the time, noticed that there was actually a retail listing that's since been removed on Amazon for Dead Island 2. So, mm-hmm. And it included a lot of big details, such as the fact that now, again, this is a listing stating on it. it, could be placeholder or whatnot, but it had a release date of February 23rd, next year now that actually falls in line with the fact that deep silver had actually stated um not too long ago that dead island 2 was still happening it kept saying that. everyone's like well where is it and what you know you haven't shown anything but they actually said it would actually hit in this uh fiscal year 2023 so that lines up there but it actually had the full the actual box art including like a day one edition and things like that uh had new screenshots on there um, and also had, like, a descriptor about the game, such as the fact that the game takes place across a bunch of different locations in LA, uh, awesome. including Venice Beach and Beverly Hills. And it's quite funny. The game's called Dead Island, and it's set in some locations that aren't islands, but whatever. People don't care eh. about that.
1: Um, <laughs> i and,
2: and it had a bunch of... Um, it, it, More details, such as the fact that, you know, there's six characters that are customizable and you can respec instantly at any time, which I know, Mike, you'd be a big fan of there. So, yeah, yeah, so Dead Island 2, what a journey this game has been on. And, Mike, you alluded to it earlier that I'm not a big fan of the original, but it's also because I think I had a bit of a just a bad introduction to that game. I'm... It's also you not the real character, man. Yeah. And also, I really didn't enjoy playing that game, Co op. And I know that game is for a lot of people, that's the way to play it. But it's just something about it. I just didn't enjoy that flow of the game. Um, it might
1: be the fact that, you know, I was playing it with Mike, maybe. But, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, Mike is, we don't do that. Do? But Mike is like a true single child. Shut the way up. he plays games, it's like he always takes all the ammo, all the health. Like he steals things from you. He runs. Ahead. That is absolutely no. He truth. doesn't. The back only you thing up. I
0: do is I, I shoot the witches.
1: Am the I wrong, Twinning?
2: Oh them. look, left for dead is the worst example. That is really <laughs> that the worst is example. The of that only example.
0: <laughs> I was pretty good after that.
2: But Mike, I know you did love the Dead Island. I love and, them, there. and so much so that you bought that like.
0: Hey, was it Riptide? I am um, not proud of that, but I did. I do have torso a copy that. pre-order. That was like shocking.
1: Yeah, yes, show it, yes. don't show it on screen.
0: I'm, no. I'm, I'm definitely not showing. Not, not that I have it on. I, I have it locked away somewhere to be forgotten for eternity. But, but yeah, the, I love these games. I what?
1: The other thing that's pointing to it being legit is you've also got Gamescom, like uh, tomorrow or whatever it is, or the next mm. day. So it's like in the next couple of days. So. You know, there's probably going to be a lot of announcements there as well. I know Jeff mm. Keely's got another show. We're not reacting to that, but we're starting to get a bit Jeff Keely burnt out, aren't we, Swinney? Yeah. Yeah. Of uh,
2: sucking is. It's crazy. All four studios that have been involved with this game are actually all decent studios. I actually quite like Techland. Sumo Digital's done a lot of good mm. work. And Dambuster, while they haven't put out a lot of good work as Dambuster, the fact that, you know, that's free radical, that's dating back some of those people. I don't know the full, you know, staff whatever but they've got that lineage back to to rare and goldeneye and all that but um look i'm i'm hopeful obviously i want this game to be a good game but um Mm. i still need to get back to the six other versions of dead island that are on my achievement uh of shame are they
0: technically rpgs that you have to to play
2: yeah according to uh the actual achievements (laughs) they are so and i put them off six (laughs) of them so yeah anyway
0: Yeah, like I said, I I, I absolutely love those games, love the original, love Riptide. I probably prefer the original in some ways over Riptide. Um, I just love, I mean, I love zombie stuff in general, look at me. Um, So I'm really looking forward to this. I'm so glad it's it's come back. I haven't yet picked up, um, I haven't picked up Dying Light 2, even though I was a huge fan of number one. Uh, mostly because I was waiting for them to patch up a few things, because I heard, like, for example, on PS5, the performance, it doesn't run at 4K60, um, and a kind of a game like that, I'm like, eh, I kind of, I don't want those kind of compromises. It runs at, I think, uh, 1440p, maybe, which is still perfectly fine, and I think it'd still be okay, but apparently they're working on a patch or something, according to what I read on Twitter. So, when that comes, I might pick up a copy of it, because I'm just a huge fan of this kind of games. So, yeah, thank, good update. Thanks, uh, Swinny. All right, so speaking of the Embracer Group, Embracer Group has gone on another
2: big shopping spree. Hmm. Tell us about it, Swinny. All right, so I'll pick up on this one. So, not content with snapping up Tomb Raider, Deus Ex and more um, earlier this year, Swedish conglomerate Embracer Group as he said, have gone shopping again, and there's some pretty big things in here. So um, now the total amount of these new case acquisitions are reportedly, I don't think this is an official um, statement from them, but reportedly in the realm of about $577 million, which when you look at one particular thing in this is kind of wild that it's actually that low, Um and they've created a new operations group called Embracer Free Mode to help handle some of these acquisitions as kind of like, a, I guess, like an operating group within. So, like, you just look up um, Embracer Group on Wikipedia, there's just levels and levels and levels of, of subdivisions and published labels and, you know, everything. But the first, the big one, and while it's not directly game related, I think, you know, like in the run of the fact that there's other acquisitions here that are, this is kind of a big one. They've acquired Middle Earth Enterprises, which actually means they now control the Tolkien IP um, and worldwide rights to, you know, the motion pictures. Like, basically, like, they own the literary rights to Lord of the Rings, the which is insane.
1: Or the the... No,
2: but... No, the literary, but also a lot of the rights relating to other media as well. Now, I'm not going to get into everything to do with, you know, there's... I know New Line Cinema used to own the rights to the Lord of the Rings movies and all the stuff like that. I'm just focusing on the fact that their their statement is saying that they own the the IP now. Basically, Middle Earth Enterprises is the company that basically other mm. companies would work with to license that IP. It is absolutely insane. Now this is Embrace a group of a lot of the acquisitions have been making have kind of been going outside of the gaming sphere like whether or not it's actual physical board games and stuff and some of the acquisitions we'll talk about later on um are more so in other areas of entertainment but the fact that you know like the even in as recently as may ea announced that they're working with middle earth enterprises to on a new lord of the rings mobile game so you, this is just a, a crazy thing um and it just seems a very low... Like, when you factor in there's more here in this bunch, like, a very low amount for an IP that you'd consider would be absolutely, you know, like... I know not everything Lord of the Rings touches, touches the gold, but it's still pretty wild stuff, so...
1: Yeah, no, it is kind of crazy, actually. Like, I'm just reading about it now. It's a bit complex, though. It's not like they yeah. own Lord of the Rings itself. It's like they they own the rights to the names yeah. of the characters and the places and the ability to make certain, like, media mm. out of it. It's really mm. weird and complex.
2: And because there's, like, the new, you know, Rings of Power, Amazon show, like, they mention all this stuff and there's so much going on in this, um, mm. in, you know, like a cross-media cross kind of, um, you know, IP, like the Lord of the Rings and that. But, um, but look, that's, that's obviously big news. But um, in the gaming sphere, they also picked up, Limited run games, Ooh. which hmm. while not the biggest company out there is definitely the biggest in the collectible kind of, you know, like printing, like limited physical games for, you know, the fact that even the Chemcoach games I talk about hmm. that I joke about, they, they do a lot of them in physical release for Switch and PlayStation and now they're starting to do some Xbox stuff as well. But this does line up a lot with, you know, they're they're trying to just really have a foot in every corner of the market. And the fact that they also a few months ago started talking about that they're doing like, they've got a game preservation initiative kind of lines up with that as well. The fact that, you know, there's going to be physical versions of some of these games. But the limited run games will be, will operate as an independent um, subsidiary under the existing management, or at least, you know, for, for a time, who knows, in the future. But so it seems like they're basically, you know, they'll probably be the same. Limited runs, it's not like they're going to change um, their branding or anything like that.
1: But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's a bit of a wild one out of nowhere, I think. Yeah, I was kind of a bit mm. honestly disappointed about like limited run games getting bought up by them. Like I know that they're saying that they're going to run it As it is, but I don't know. It just feels like the energy would be different. Surely, it would be different. Yeah,
0: especially if you've got, you know, uh, if you recall correctly, the Embracer Group saw a $1 billion investment from the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. So I wonder if that's going to influence a bunch of things.
2: Maybe not. Who knows? I mean, they've been spending money everywhere. Um, It's going to be interesting to see... Well, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all those investments kind of now impact the industry in, let's say, you know, five years' time
1: or something. Mm. But, yeah, because isn't SNK owned by this, that investment fund? Yeah. Like pretty much almost 100% these days. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? I'd love to, as a business person, understand how the hell they structure their business, uh, the Embracer Group, because they have so many... Studios, is IP, is games, everything on the go. It's like, how the hell do they manage it? I, I'd love to understand their structure.
2: The fact that the company that now owns the makers of Elix and that, like yeah. Piranha Bytes, <laughs> yeah, also owns right. the rights to Lord of the Rings is kind of insane to And me, Tomb yeah, Raider, right?
1: Like, am I, I, mean, am I Tomb Raider, mixed up? Yeah. Borderlands. Yeah. Borderlands, yeah. you
2: know. Um, yeah. Saints Row. Yeah, and, um. So, they also, rounding out acquisitions, that's not all. So, there were six more acquisitions as part of this as well. So, one was Tuxedo Labs. So, they're a Swedish studio. So, they made Teardown, very Mm. popular game in the last, um, I guess, like 18 months or so. Um, Tripwire Interactive. So, they're a US studio. So, they made Man Eater and the Killing Floor games. And those two will operate under the Sabre Interactive kind of part of... of, um, of <laughs> embrace the group. Like, what is this company called, again? Wait, how many um, levels have they got? Yeah, right? Bitwave Games. So they're a Swedish studio. So they're actually working on uh, the just-announced Gimmick Special Edition, which I'll actually bring up in uh, the wrap-up later. Mm-hmm. And uh, three other uh, companies. So Geotech, who they make gaming accessories. They're based in the UK. Uh, Singtrix, so they're a karaoke machine maker. Mm. And Tatsujin, so they're a Tokyo-based uh, studio But it gives them access to like a very eclectic Japanese arcade library um, back from the 80s for, I think it's Toa Plan. So, um, anyone remember Snow Brothers? So it's them Mm. and Zero Wing. Zero Wing's the All Your Base I Belong to Us game and things like that. So, but yeah, what, man, they, I don't think they're done either. Like, it sounds like they're just going to keep buying shit until (laughs) they're just like, that's ridiculous how much they earn.
1: Yeah, I, Um, I was looking into the guy who's behind. Uh, embracer group I was reading about him it's uh Lars Vingfors but he's like actually a really interesting cat like he he started his own like business when he was like 13 and then like grew it like even when he was 15 he was like literally Mm. making proper money and uh, did they start as Nordic games or am I thinking I I don't know like well it's more like him that I'm interested in, like what he's doing yeah, 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 and stuff like yeah, yeah. that, right? Like,
0: Let's get him on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. got, We're yeah. big enough now, He's got, I got his think, phone boys. number
1: online for some reason.
0: Give him a call. What's his number? I'll call him right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like a really interesting person. Like he just seems to just know a deal and like maybe a good version of Trump or something, right? But it's amazing. Like everything he's, he buys, he just turns it around and... He's like very into comics and that whole space, and just IP in general. So like, mm. I agree with you, Swinny. Like, I f- like the Tomb Raider acquisition, the fact that there's Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, all of that stuff. It was like what three hundred million. I'm like, that's that feels like chump change what? in the scale what? of like sixty eight billion for Activision. what
2: dirt does this guy have on all know. these companies?
1: <laughs> just seems to make a good deal, man. Like, and I agree, like. This news blew me away about the Middle Earth stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no. That doesn't mean that he can make, like, you know, a Lord of the Rings movie. And I'm, like, reading, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it does, right? That's so cursed, Mike. (laughs) Like, maybe I'm misreading it, Swinny, but, like, it seems like they can make a movie if they want from Lord of the Rings.
2: Well, they actually stated that they they have these opportunities now to potentially make movies based on the characters in Lord of the Rings. (laughs) But like, like am I crazy? Do a Disney, but, do a Disney. You know? But that's what
1: I mean. I mean like if if like you pay half a billion dollars, don't you feel like even if they made the shittiest effort to make a new Lord of the Rings movie, that would make the money back like straight away. Am I crazy? Mm.
2: Well, $577 uh, no, five, five yeah. is
1: not it's too nothing. far off a lot of movie budgets. <laughs> wow, that's a pretty big movie budget. but <laughs> Unless you're adding in the marketing and stuff like that. But, well, yeah. But yeah, man, like it's hectic. Like I don't get it. Like I, this guy is like a genius the way he does these deals. Like I'd love to read a book. Like I'll, I'm actually going to double check if he's written a book because uh, like I'm really interested in this guy. he seems got time really to write a book.
2: He's making deals. He's embracing everything.
1: Oh, right. I love it. That's a nice segue.
2: Into...
0: Swinny's wait is finally over. Grumpy (laughs) Face Studios have finally updated Steven Universe Unleashed a Light for Consoles. Swinny, tell us a bit about this.
2: So, look, I will get into the details about this update, but first I want to talk about the reason why I'm talking about this. Look, I do like this game, and I'm really happy that it's gotten this update for just in general... But going back to April last year, so this is how long I've been waiting for this update, I reviewed this game on the show and I, I gave it a lot of praise. There's some things that I don't think it does as well as the previous game in this trilogy that Grumpy Face Studios make um, the, of Steven Universe RPGs. I like to save the lot a bit more. It was a bit more like South Park um, sticker truth in terms of you actually moved around the environment and everything. Anyway, but I got stuck in the sense that this game only had a single save file and I was worried that they were going to update and potentially add new achievements to this game. <laughs> but to go back and get my last achievement, I would have had to wipe my save file because it was only one save file to go all the way back to the start. So I asked you two, I said, hey, what should I do? Should I wait if they potentially update this game? Or should I just reset my save file and start from the beginning and risk it? And I think I went back and watched it. And I think, Mike, you said, just do it. Say, wipe your save file. And I think InterGOT's <laughs> yeah, like, do it, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they're going to update this. And they did update the game. It took 16 months, but now I can finally go back and finish this game. But the funny thing is the way they updated it would have actually been fine if I actually wiped uh, kind of my save file anyway, because it's a separate game mode that they've added new achievements. Mm. So ah, anyway... This this update, so it's the 4.0 update. So this actually released on PC back in June. And uh, sorry, for Steam and Apple Arcade, I should clarify, because this originally launched on Apple Arcade. But now the update's live for Switch, PS4 and Xbox One. So what's in this update? It's actually pretty cool. So it's a free update. They add a brand new Roses Room mode. So this is kind of like, here's, we're butchering terms again, a light roguelite mode. So basically <laughs> oh God, it's what like... What are we doing? It's... It plays like a roguelite, but it's definitely not a roguelite because your characters are leveling up as you complete runs or fail runs and stuff. But, but it's. That can be you part go, of roguelite, kind of. No, but it's very much like you are explicitly leveling your characters up, not like, oh, I'm getting some passive stuff. You're literally okay. leveling up as you do it. But you go on runs where the character, the abilities they get and the gear they get is, is reset when you die and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's actually really, really cool. But like the main game you've got to love the combat system in this game because that's all you're basically doing is just room to room combat 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 and thankfully i really do like it. otherwise it would be a bit of a chore but it's cool for a little mode for a nice new mode and that's where you actually unlock a bunch of the new stuff so there's two new characters one is greg who's the dad of steven universe and another is a secret that that I won't spoil. Um, but they're both unlocked via that mode and then you can play them in the main campaign, which is really, really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, as I mentioned, um, they updated the game to allow you to have different save slots now. So Ooh. I can now go back and 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 start from the, the campaign from the beginning and get my achievement I was missing and not have to wipe my progress. So that's really, really awesome. So they've added a bunch of other cool improvements, but... I'm just happy that my weight paid off and thank you, Integot, <laughs> for, for like saying no. You know, you should stick to your guns. Just yep. don't do don't play it. Um Put it down. But, but uh yeah, I've actually played that new mode a lot, like I don't know about like eight hours this week already. So okay. uh,
1: yeah. Really cool update. I love how it's fifty two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it wow. is
2: insane how long that wait has been. It doesn't feel that long, but it has been uh a while. So
1: I knew it would happen. I knew it would happen. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Very good. That was awesome. <laughs> All
2: right. Well,
0: thanks for the update. That was really cool. I actually, I actually want to play this game. Not not because, you know, I am the character
2: right now, but because yeah. Mike, I think
0: it'd be really fun. It looks I really rec- cool.
2: I, I'm fairly... I'm not sure if Save the Light's on Switch, but Save the Light, if you see that cheap, is really, really cool. Like, I recommend yeah. that game
1: more, more than this one, but this one is also worthwhile. Okay. I think, cool. I think we'll have so to it? start uh, implementing a new rule where Mike can only change his snapchat filter once or twice per episode or else oh but come on i will just replacing this him with this so well. of, like, I, of david i gotta Grohl.
2: say he's, <laughs> he's been pretty good at keeping this stuff on topic i gotta say that
0: don't
1: encourage him
2: awesome
0: all right right. so let's move on to the next bit of news ah <sighs> another week and another analog pocket core is released holy moly this time it's uh, this time we're dialing in the clock back to 1972. Wow. Well, before we're even born. What does our analogue Stan think of this new release?
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Um, so credit goes out to uh, AGG23. So they've released a call this week, and it is uh, the 1972 Atari arcade classic, Pong. Um, So uh, this is the original arcade version. So it's two-player mode only. There's no AI. um, And it's just like it is in the arcade. And what I thought was really interesting about this was, I tried this out on my pocket. I spent more time trying to get my dock working again. And it was all screwy. Um, The thing that was interesting to me about this is just how, you know, AGG23, and it's probably being a bit humble as well, is like relatively new to FPGA development and was actually able to build something like this uh with this sort of analog framework. And like, just in general, you know, like, I think it's awesome time to have a Pocket and just to see the sort of development that, that it's occurring with a Pocket. Like, you know, you know, we we're kind of joking at the start that feels like every week something's happening, but it is like that at the moment and you know it's also for me very inevitable you will start getting things like the NES and like the SNES and the Genesis and and i think it's just going to be super awesome when those things happen um so yeah it's it's awesome to have a pocket it's you know like i said it went from being like something that i definitely love but there's sort of some quirks and caveats around it to to me it's kind of like if you're into retro stuff and you like playing handheld it feels kind of like a must-buy purchase, personally, for me. Unfortunately, they don't have enough stock to... Yeah, if you can get your hands <laughs> yeah. on them, like, that's the problem. You, you can know. still order them, at least. So, uh, just gonna, to, it's just a long wait.
2: I need to ask you about Pong, then. Um, yes. You're saying it's it's two-player only. hmm Now, I can understand when you docked how you could make that work. Mm. How do you make that work handheld? Like, what's the deal? Can you just not play it handheld?
1: No, I've I played this... I played with myself. So what I actually you do is, I don't have my, unfortunately, usually my pocket on my desk, but it's like up and down is the left Pong okay, dude. And okay. then kind of like uh, X and B or whatever the equivalent in Xbox world would be, Y and A, I guess. Like mm. the, the up and down so, buttons. So you right have face. to
2: micro-machines
1: it, basically. Yes, exactly, okay, wow. micro-machines okay. it. Now, I will say, you know, obviously Pong... It's best played with a uh, what is it called a spinel, paddle? A paddle, sorry, yeah, a paddle. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> in not having that's a paddle in, it's kind of like a bit of a letdown, but it's it's really cool and a big shout out to uh, you know the developer AGG twenty uh, three. We'll have the links in the description and everything if you want to check out the core. But yeah, it's just really cool stuff and I love I'm... I love the community that's kind of building around the pocket.
2: I'm sure there's probably some USB Paddle controller that you can probably make make it work with somehow like when it's plugged into the dock. I'm I'm sure there's a way to make that work.
1: Yeah, well, like, because all the code's Mm, open source. So you can actually, you know, configure it a little bit differently Mm. if you want. I was actually reading through the code because I have written Verilog and stuff like that in the past. But it's, even for me, it's like, I look through it and I'm like, oh, this is super intimidating. (laughs) Like, forget about
2: it. I also saw in your intro you said you called yourself Analog Stan. See, when I read it in passing,
1: I thought it said Analog San, <laughs> like Mister Analog. <laughs> analog San. No, I think people hate on me a little bit for liking analog too much. So I'm happy to. I'm happy to no, be no, the I, heel.
0: I think it's really cool. I think no, it's a part of wrong. the the gaming industry that needs needs more exposure in that we,
2: sense we need to have a like a bet on how many potential s- analog segments can we have before I actually get my analog oh, like that's will, it reach, <laughs> will it reach will reach 10 or will it reach 15 I don't know how many there's been so far I reckon it's probably been at least 6 I
1: don't yeah I don't, I don't want to manipulate it because I, <laughs> I am I would tend to want to manipulate these kind of things if I, if oh, I thought of the number you're going
2: to be like there's a new core every week
1: every single week has an analog story <laughs> But like I like if they if it, if people release a new core or a new thing, I'm going to make a video about it. No, like That's fair enough. So, that's fair enough. Like I I think um to get those clicks. <laughs> well, I don't care about that. I just really like it look what it reminds me of is and we are old. You know when like stuff like SNES 9 Z Z ZSNES, all yep. of that kind of stuff started coming out Mystical. Like, we, we were like around when it was coming out, not like when it was already are out for like 15 20 Did, years.
2: What was that Game Boy? There was a Game Boy emulator that played a prank on me on uh, mm. when the millennium Turned over <laughs> and awesome. got me hardcore whereas like I came home after being out in the city and it was like the, it turned the year 2000 and I went to lo- randomly <laughs> load up this Game Boy emulator and it's it basically said this game doesn't work because like the, the date or something <laughs> That's and awesome. it, was wow. just, it was just a joke that they put that in there that is so cool <laughs> That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. yeah that got was me. that was awesome. a really cool time you know like with Nesticle and just all yeah. the different shit that they would do as jokes I and can't stuff
2: I remember the Game Boy emulator name man now it's killing me is hey, it like
1: no cash Game Boy? No cash. Mac? It was no yeah, cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah.
2: no cash. Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: So like, but this is what kind of- years ago. Wow. This is kind of what it reminds me of, this kind of stuff, where it's like, that whole scene was really cool. I remember it was all developing. And yeah, like the pocket scene. It, it, and I know like the Mr. stuff has all gone through that. But like, again, with Mr. Like, I, I will get a Mr. But probably more when I can get an arcade machine. Um. But I do love my handhelds, you know, and the fact that I can just play it on the train, mm. especially now that we're going back, well, some of us are going back to work in the office. It's like, again, like handheld stuff is like really important to me. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, very uh, cool core. And yeah, I'll be doing a, a segment every week because <laughs> well, there's going to be an update I, every
0: week. I'm actually looking forward to it, to be honest. it's I'm, I'm a little disappointed your Amiibo segments are here. <clears throat> not here. Not... But I actually do look forward to these ones. I enjoy them. If
2: it was up to me every week would have an Amiibo, a Kemco, and an analog. <laughs> <segment>. <laughs> Welcome
0: to the big weekend, Kemco Amiibo. Yeah, you need and... a gimmick, Mike. You need a gimmick. You need to. Have oh, I need more gimmicks. Okay, his
2: gimmick on. is coffee.
0: Bloody mm. else, other gimmicks. Do I need?
2: <laughs> cool.
0: Awesome. Well, it's uh, that time of the week again where uh, we are wrapping up this week's gaming news. And, well, the first thing that comes to mind is, turns out that Diablo 4 devs have claimed that players won't be able to spend money to upgrade their characters. Huzzah! As in real money, you know, I don't know if there's going to be in-game money that you'll have to spend, obviously you do gold coins or whatever the hell you <laughs> the normally spend Diablo, what <laughs> but are you talking
1: about? we will see
0: we will see we will see if they hold on to that because i mean obviously so, diablo immortal was just full of microtransactions ridiculously disgustingly full of them so
2: i now i will say they reiterate it they've said it in the past but i just thought it was something that obviously the fact you picked up on it first made it was the right decision included so
0: yeah what else you boys want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: What, you, you've unleashed a beast into God. Oh, no. like.
1: I do I do it in a nuanced funny way, and he just like fucking presses the button on everything. I don't also, press by the, the button way, on everything. I check everything before I go on the show. You're just well, like I downloading tried. things on the fly.
0: Well, because I didn't I didn't realize there was a cool Game Boy one until I actually you know we got to the Game Boy segment. And I'm like, oh, ding ding ding, light bulb. <laughs> Wait, can I just search for a light bulb above it? I
1: just love it. It's, like one dimensional <laughs> thinking. It's the best. Uh, yeah. so, so one thing that I want to shout out was Astro's Playroom. Dev, which, wow, like, what, what are they calling it? A Sobe. A Sobe. A Sobe. Because it's also a
2: Sobo that I always get confused Yeah, Yeah,
1: Um, that the next game will be, quote, the biggest to date. So I am all for a fully-fledged, you know, Mario, maybe not as long as, you know, the the full Mario campaigns, but, you know, a 10-hour, 12-hour type of Mario length of uh, Astro because uh, I love Astro and I feel like the character in the whole IP could go to another level. So, and I, I think they make amazing stuff. I love Playroom so much. It was my first Platinum, <laughs> sadly <laughs> enough. But I just loved it so much, man. Why well, sadly?
0: I think it's really cool. It's, it's an awesome game and it's a really good homage to PlayStation mm. and the mm, history of amazing. PlayStation and stuff.
2: Yeah. I the Sunsoft, the old NES <laughs> Sunsoft that made lots of classic games, um, actually had a bit of a mini resurgence this week, saying that mm-hmm. they have a bit of a comeback. In one of the weirdest little presentations, where it was presented by like a VTuber, it was, it was really weird. But anyway, they announced um, that gimmick, um, which was I believe a Jap- Japanese, Japan only NES game that kind of at the time. Was very underappreciated because the game's honestly pretty hard. But years later, when especially in the speedrunning community, gimmick is like just is really fun to watch. It's basically a little platformer where you're bouncing around off a star, but it's like crazy, like technical and everything. But they're actually making a new version called Gimmick Special Edition. So I mentioned earlier in the show, and then Racer Group um, acquisitions that want the studio one of the studios I picked up is the one actually making that uh, special edition so that's coming for PS4, Xbox One, mm. Switch and PC. So cool little uh, bring a, an unappreciated game back out of the mothballs years mm. later so that's
1: very good. Um, I, don't, I don't think we've actually covered it here but like yeah. it was only broke today but Last of Us they had a sneak peek trailer and also have now HBO has confirmed it's coming out in 2023 and they've you know released more details about the cast and stuff like that. I have to say, this bloody yeah. show, I actually really want to watch the show. It looks really well made. So it's like, oh my God, I bloody have to play these games finally. Because oh, I like, yeah, can't them. watch They're the show awesome. before playing They're the game. it's like, but awesome w- games.
2: But I wonder what would actually be a better experience for the show
1: to I watch it. It's all being built like for people who have played the games, but then also people that don't, right? I, I'm sure it's better yeah. to play the game and then watch the show.
2: Oh, it might be. But it's like, you know, how sometimes there's movie adaptations where sometimes people enjoy it more if they haven't read the book because Potentially they are. don't realise all the stuff that's yeah. missing. Yeah. So, you know. so well, I it, actually... It's worth
0: playing them just because they're decent games and oh, you should course. absolutely oh, play course. them. Yeah.
1: yeah, they're some of the most lauded games ever. But mm-hmm. I actually Especially installed impressed. The Last of Us on my PS5. I'm, like, I'm super toying with, like, what I'm going to do. Because Last of Us Part 1, quote-unquote, the new remaster yeah, is coming out. Yeah, but are
0: out. you going to justify paying full price for that? That's well, my By birthday gives... soon.
1: It's Father's Day oh, soon. Oh,
0: well, so. I would probably... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you, you know me, and, and I always thought that it was unnecessary to make that game. But yeah. at the same time, it is the definitive way that you can play that game. So, mm. Mm. If you've never played it before, grab it if you can and, you know, you got the, the money for it. But speaking of TV shows, I believe uh, there's new set photos for the for Amazon Prime's upcoming Fallout TV series, which has been
2: leaked online. I thought I didn't even realize what was happening. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. But hell, a
0: hell to the air, yeah, That's that's exciting actually. Yeah. It's it's. I'd love this this if it's one series that I think would be really cool. I mean, look, I'd would prefer a, another game, um, and preferably a game that isn't a, a, a an MMO. Uh, and I would also again prefer if, would love if they could. Uh, you know, maybe somehow have released the original fallouts on platforms like Switch. But I know that's not going to happen. I think mm. we've talked about it before. They apparently lost the source code, so that's never going to happen. Uh, but a TV series,
2: hell yeah. yeah. The the, the set cool. photos actually look really neat. Like, it's, mm. it's set photos of the vaults. And, vault, I mean... And vault Boy. and Yeah, and, it's, it's kind and, of like... But who knows? Like, that stuff is especially... I don't know, look, Am- not everything Amazon touches turns <laughs> to gold. that's for sure, no. so we'll, we'll see, but um, I'm actually um, really surprised that we got the more details for New Tales of Borderlands, and at the fact that it's coming in October, like, that's really quick, because that only got announced, like, a few months ago, and the fact that the game's coming out that quickly, like, it's awesome, but unexpected, so I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, so it's coming out October 21st for everything, basically, mm. so...
1: And just to to talking about the movie stuff and films, Mm -hmm. I am like blown away by what Sony's doing. So Days Gone, where, you know, the creator like had a massive falling out with, with PlayStation, Jeff, Jeff Ross, um, Mm -hmm. because he wanted to make Days Gone 2. And they were like, it didn't sell well enough. Then all the figures started coming out on how many it sold. It sold like something of the order of like 9 million, 10 million copies, which is like up there with, Literally, I think The Last of Us Part Two sold that many. And, you know, very strange. So, like, you know, we're not going to make Days Gone 2 and they've moved on to another project. And then they get an announcement that they're talking about turning it into a film. I'm like, this is, like, really odd to me, like, the way Mm -hmm. they're handling this IP. Mm. And talking about movies, mm,
2: (laughs) what? See, you're saying that they're working on... (laughs) hmm. Space Channel 5 movie, which, look, okay, that that's, mm. that series had a few games, right? A Comics Zone movie. <laughs> Comic Zone. Great game. Yeah, it was a pretty game. Great game that was just a one single game that came out for the Genesis Mega Drive. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we need a Pong movie.
1: Yeah, no, I Pong makes com- more sense. That's a huge yeah. Like, thing. Yeah, but what yeah, the hell are going to make a massive. movie out of it? Yeah, but dude, Comic <laughs> Zone. Do you know Comic Zone? No one even knows that. Yeah, like-
2: Mike, do you even know what Comic Zone is? No, exactly. Exactly. And you're the name on rings a, gaming a bell, contest. but I don't know exactly what it is.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. The one game I don't remember. No, but the why. point
1: is, it's not a well-known franchise. It's not a franchise. It's a game.
0: I'm gonna look yeah. it up. I'm gonna see if, if it can. If it's, it's, it's not, something you could turn to a game, comic. it's not about oh, that. Though. No,
1: you could definitely turn Comic Zone yeah, into a movie,
2: man. Like you could, but it's not a very well-known property. <laughs> it's yeah, not. Can you? It's <laughs> should, should you? you? <laughs> I don't know. It looks kind of cool, actually. Yeah, that's not the dystopian. point. That's not what we're talking about. You've got it to, yeah. to, to make a movie. <laughs> you've got to actually get people to go to watch it yeah. or watch it on a streaming service. It has I I know, zero I brand know, awareness. I know. <laughs> I can't. If somebody asked me, oh, it's on, two, a Pong if, movie. if somebody asked me two hundred games to list two hundred games to make a movie from, I don't
1: think Comic, Comic Zone <laughs> would have been in that two hundred. No, it definitely. Now really
0: that is. I know about it, it looks really cool. I vote Comic Zone. All
1: right, you better be there on opening day.
0: I will go and watch it at the cinema.
1: So, <laughs> the one por- and only person in all of Australia to do it. <laughs> I'm just forecasting, Sweeney, in five years' time, who would have thought Comic Zone beat out Schindler's List as the greatest <laughs> movie of all time? <laughs> and then Mike's just there, yeah! yeah with his snapchat, filter face. The face. They're, they're,
2: they're re-releasing in cinemas like 10 years later, like uh, um, Avatar. You know, People's just reaction
1: agreed. of crying, watching can, the heartbreaking ending to James Comic Cameron's Zone. James Cameron's
2: making Comic Zone 2 and 3 at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> pandora
1: hey let oh, me ask you shit. this is this
0: is this legit that nintendo reportedly are planning to boost nintendo switch supply by shrinking the size of packaging why well, don't well, they least...
1: supply i think it's like making it you know they can move it around the, they can the ship world more. faster yeah. and easier wow they're already smallish yeah the, you the know, OLED like...
0: one that i have is already pretty cramped. <laughs> So I'd be
1: curious to see how they do that. Volks, my favourite Nintendo site, it's an Australian site, they mm. actually said that the original box to the new OLED box was a 13% reduction in size. Okay. So then there's another th- further 20% reduction. Whoa, okay. Because yeah. it's
0: already cram-packed. Like, literally, mm. I opened that box today to look into it, and <laughs> I'm thinking, how the hell do
1: you... Yeah. I, yeah. I
0: can see how you can make some more, because I know Intel... Um, it was a joke, uh, but I actually think it, it, they are doing this as well, is they were talking about reducing the packaging sizes as well.
2: At the moment, when the, the Joy-Cons aren't connected when they ship them. Is, are they? No. In the box? Okay. Right. No, I think they're, they're separate. Okay. They're separate, yeah. Yeah, I could say I can make it smaller, Give but I'd tech. have to remind myself Oh no he's gonna No no He's gonna definitely go get separate. props they're definitely he's, he's gonna go get props. What's he
1: doing? No he's gonna get the box. He's gonna get the OLED I box. Know, I know, then... that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh god. Let's wrap up the show while well, he's gone. Well, also,
2: when Mike went away, like the amount of white noise just died. <laughs> it's like I'm like, oh my god, as the stream stopped? The noise is changed. Why is there so much white noise from my end? What do
0: you mean? What what's going on? It's just man, like
2: when you That's go on
0: mute, you just sound. It sounds so like okay. Let me, um, let me, let me illustrate something that I, I, I find, I find quite bizarre. So this is how bizarre. This is an Intel packaging. Okay, what are, are we doing here? What are no, we? doing? I'm here? just. We're talking about. We're talking uh, about packaging sizes, which I find quite bizarre. And I'll, I'll show you in a moment why I find this bizarre. So this is this is what I would say would have been a relatively top of the line Intel at the time. Look at the size of the packaging. Right. This is a an eleven hundred. 1100 11900k um super tiny packaging then you have <laughs> so AMD our faces are like impress
2: us Well, no
0: just, I'll, I'll show you why I mean in a second right then you have AMD uh, comparatively speaking much you know a lot of extra wasted space because this does not come with uh a uh what's, so this is a f- 5950 it doesn't come with a um a a fan. Obviously this one doesn't either, hence why they can get away with it. Then you have the following which is a, a 1600 oh AF. God. So 1600 AF is basically a rebadged 2600. So it's not a great it's not like compared to the other two CPUs, it's shit, let's say. It's not <laughs> that's, shit. That's literally, literally my CPU <laughs> But well relatively speaking, know like what I'm saying, it's shit. a relatively uh you know, mm. it's 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 an average CPU compared to you know these two. Look at the bloody difference in boxes when you have a premium CPU, and look at how tiny the bloody box is that so they can get away with all of these. And okay. Granted, this has a fan in this. I guess. All right, is, Mike. What's your, size what's your the point? What's your point, Mike? The point is, I feel like AMD could potentially reduce packaging size. Of course they well can, but well. they want like, shelf a space. Lot.
1: It's a totally different thing that they're trying to but, do. No, People but I'm saying they, buy... they would
0: probably want to save this space as Where well. I don't get why they have this giant freaking box for a mid-range Because they want a, big a thing when, you're at,
1: when you're at a computer store.
0: Yeah, but this is the part I don't get. If I go to the computer store, give me the best product in the biggest box to entice me to that's do that. Marketing. But why would I go for a shit product just because it's a bigger box?
1: Nintendo want to reduce the box size. People want to buy Nintendos. They can't supply enough Nintendos.
2: People so don't care, right, I, guess size... I get that. I get that. <laughs> they don't care how big or small the box is, they just want to switch
1: exactly. And you're talking about a box that relatively is not that big, but that processor you showed is like 800 Australian dollars, which is like it's like you know a tenth of the size of the OLED box, right? So, who cares if it's like a little yeah, bit I guess.
0: bigger? I still, I don't know, I just still find it weird that they have these giant boxes that are totally unnecessary. I mean, they still want it. It still costs them money to ship these bloody things, right? They still want smaller boxes. All right.
2: So, what are we talking about next week, Mike?
1: (sighs) We're talking about uh, next week. I threw it to you when you were drinking. Sorry.
0: Next week is Mike the host next week? We're gonna. (laughs) (laughs) I got this right. (laughs) I'm not trying to not be the host. Uh, So next week we're talking about Gamescom Gamescom 2022 announcements coverage. I don't know if we're going to do a live, but we certainly no. no, I said that. Unfortunately.
2: They're like 4 a.m. in the morning. So, yeah.
1: I just also don't think it's super exciting I, for me personally. What I think is going to come from it. So, mm.
2: maybe not. But, yeah, like I'd, I'd still like doing that stuff. It's just mm. you got to weigh up when, especially like in middle of the week, 4 a.m. No. Nah. But, uh,. Not happening. <laughs> But uh, I will say thank you, Mike, for hosting the show uh, in uh, your, your current state. <laughs> no, in your current state, I know that uh, you know, like being yes. sick is not not fun to be talking for hours. So thank, thank you. you for but I am feeling pushing bad it through. As well, so
1: thank you. That's true. The Snapchat filters got him through it. <laughs>
0: They're great. I love it. Awesome. Thanks everyone. Thanks for tuning in again, and we'll see you next week. Bye. See you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.